This is Cruise Radio. This podcast is brought to you by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get your next quote at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Uh, on this episode, kind of a little different. I'm going to be completely honest with you. So I had another show pre-recorded because I just got back from Venice from 10 days over there, like literally... 20 hours ago, maybe, or so at this point. So uh, I was going to do a pre-recorded show, but this Hurricane Irma is uh, creating some crazy havoc in the Caribbean. So I want to just kind of talk about the islands it has hit and it has impacted. Uh, I don't want to talk about where it's really going because we really don't know. And uh, as I'm recording this, it's uh, 1130 on Wednesday evening. So without any further ado, I have Simon Duval. He's a community manager over at CruiseLine.com joining me to help cover this today. So Simon, welcome to the show, man. Hi, Doug. Glad to be here to help share this information with your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just for the listeners' sake and uh, for clarity, we're actually filming or taping this rather in Simon's loft here in downtown Orlando. Uh, I flew in last night and I came straight here. Um, so anyway, so yes, yeah, Simon, Hurricane Irma, those pictures today, man, 185 mile an hour winds. Gusts up to 225 miles an hour. It's incredible. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me that one, like, you know, you, you think of these islands out in the Caribbean and this massive storm and just, just some of this, I mean, I'm looking over like, Anguilla, of course, they seem to have lucked out, but uh, Barbuda. There's a quote from the Barbuda prime minister, quote, right in, Barbuda right now is literally rubble. Yeah. And there's at least one infant dead on the island, and that number is probably, probably going to grow. That's one of at least five deaths across the Caribbean so far. Yeah, and I want to talk about some of these cruise ports that we have all been to so many times. I mean, we saw the pictures today of St. Martin. And, you know, the airport there, which we've all been to and all have been to the Sunset Bar and Grill on the beach right there. Airport airport Beach, Maho Beach. Yeah, watch the planes land. And those pictures were, I posted in the cruise radio news earlier today, those pictures were heartbreaking. Yeah, it really was. St. Martin's always been one of my favorite ports. And to look at the devastation, the boardwalk there along, along the beach, you know, right when you come walking off the cruise port, most of the buildings are just devastated it's just it's it's so sad there's at least one person dead on St. Martin um, another death on St. Bart St. Bartholomew it's it's just it's so sad this island just can't withstand a category five hurricane San Juan Puerto Rico not getting quite a beating there is six hundred thousand people without power right now on uh, in, in Puerto Rico uh, and, and fifty thousand without water yeah so that's um and yeah, of course, it's making its way west-northwest right now. And it looks like Grand Turk is going to be in the path one way or another. I mean, it could turn 180 degrees and Grand Turk would still be in the path pretty much at this yeah, point. Yeah, the storm seems to have such a wide wind field yeah. that the Grand Turk's going to get some kind of hurricane, even, even if it's 30 or 50 miles offshore. So I hope our friends at Jack Shack have been down the hatches. Well, we, we heard from them earlier, and they were actually uh, boarding up the place, moving all the chairs inside. And... Uh, I hope them and Topher, the little dog. Yeah, well I, that's what I'm thinking of Topher. I yeah. hope I hope they've they've got him in a safe safe place. The Grand Turk Cruise Terminal. I was checking the webcam out a little while ago, and they actually have people working at night buttoning up there. It looks like they were trimming some of the trees back and all that on the webcam earlier today. And of course, keeping our our eyes on Bahamas at this point and South Florida. So some South Florida cruise ports scheduled to 
shut down uh, on Saturday morning, uh, Friday yeah, or Saturday? Right, yeah, it's a little up in the air, the exact specifics on that. Now, Jacksonville, Port of Miami, Port Everglades, and Port Canaveral are all officially open right now. There's um, no clear point when they're going to close. But, um, I mean, there's at least a dozen cruises sailing this weekend that have been changed or canceled. So it's going to be very important to check with your cruise line if you're scheduled to sail anytime within the next week. Because your cruise from South Florida or anywhere in Florida really could very well be impacted. Carnival's already canceled a couple. Uh, Disney's canceled three cruises. Royal Caribbean's canceled a couple. And Oasis of the Seas is actually coming back to Port Canaveral later and kind of riding out the storm away from the storm. NCL canceled two already. Yeah, and they brought Norwegian Escape back early, mm -hmm. and then they sailed again, and there's still some passengers going to be on, on that to ride out the storm in a safe area. So over the next week or so, it's very important to check with your cruise line, you know, if your cruise is sailing or if there's any impact. And likewise, if you're flying to South Florida, airlines have started canceling flights, so you'll want to check with your airline and cruise line if you're scheduled to travel the next week or so. I want to ask you this, because uh, I just, as I mentioned earlier, I just got back from Venice and I had a travel insurance policy I bought. I know enough about travel insurance. Like, I know the basics, but you have a little more knowledge in this than I do. Like, how would a travel insurance policy, how would that have benefited you in a situation like this? Well, the most important thing is it protects you financially if mm -hmm. something interrupts your travel plans. And that could be your trip's canceled completely, your cruise is canceled completely. You know, the cruise line's going to give you a refund in that case, but the cruise line's not going to cover your airline ticket or your hotel if you were flying in a day early. You know, those may be non-refundable, so the travel insurance would reimburse you for those expenses. Um, if your trip's interrupted, if your cruise does end early and you have to come back, you know, a couple days early and you incur airline change fees or some extra hotel nights, a policy would generally cover and protect those expenses or delay you know if you're stuck somewhere was a flight was canceled you, know, you end up stuck in Atlanta for a couple extra days and have to fly to meet the ship you know that could um, you know cover those expenses as well and uh, you want to shop around for travel insurance policies because not all are created equal yeah I was looking actually and I, I don't even mind saying this because they, they've been with me for so long and I only buy my travel insurance through tripinsurance.com. But they have like, they have comparisons and most, it's not only tripinsurance.com. Most travel insurance websites have comparisons of what you pay and what you get. And it's clearly outlined right there. So always read the fine print and look for the, you know, would this be considered like a natural disaster? Yes. Hurricanes? Yes. Catastrophic, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Okay. I mean, some travel insurance companies will even help you reschedule flights and do that work for you. That's not going to be every policy, but many, many will, you know, so you want to look, it may be worth paying a little more for something like that. So you're not sitting on hold for six hours with Delta Airlines to, you know, change the flight. Let them do that for you. Irma sounds like such an unassuming name, but she looks like she's packing a punch. Yes, she is. I, I want to cover, cover a couple of more cruise bits here, uh, cruise news bits here before we uh, sure. hop and I'll let you go. Uh, Port Canaveral, I mean, you know, they're going to be probably experiencing some of this storm as well, but they just, just got a new cruise pier or permission to build one? Yes, they're going to be replacing one of their older, older uh, terminals, which is basically just a one-story building that's currently used primarily for um, day port of calls and not used, you know, for embark and debark operations, just when a ship's coming to visit for the day. Uh, they're spending about $150 million on it, and they have to help to have it open by 20 2019. So not right where the big carnival in Norwegian is. No, I that, believe but. it's uh, just south of the new Royal Caribbean terminal. Okay, kind of where the rest by the restaurants are. And exactly. All that. Yeah, okay. just just north of Fish Lips in the in the restaurants. There. Gotcha. 
Okay, cool. Uh, Carnival Cruise Line announced that they're going to have a teppanyaki venue, which is a Japanese steakhouse on the new Carnival Horizon. Yes, yeah, going to be part of the Banzai Sushi venue. So going to be a stand standalone um, teppanyaki uh, restaurant within within Banzai Sushi. I, I love teppanyaki on the other other ships, so I'm, I'm looking forward to sailing on Horizon and experiencing that. It's funny because, uh, of course, NCL just announced a barbecue restaurant on their upcoming Norwegian Escape. So it's like NC- Norwegian Norwegian yes yeah, Norwegian Norwegian Bliss. Bliss. So it's like uh, Norwegian beat Carnival to teppanyaki and Carnival beat Norwegian to barbecue. Yeah, and now they both have them. Exactly, and, we'll have them. <laughs> and MSCC side is going to have a teppanyaki That's right. restaurant too within uh, the Roy's Roy Yamaguchi restaurant. Complex. Yeah. So it's uh, you know when they see a good idea, the other cruise lines want to jump on. That's going to be in a la carte uh, flat, well, not a la carte. I'm sorry, flat pricing. You know, a flat surcharge. I gotta say, like the uh, teppanyaki restaurant I did on Norwegian Star last week, probably one of the best. Japanese steak, and we've been we've been to the Japanese steakhouse here in Orlando many a times, and this is probably one of the best experiences I've had. The chefs were personable, the food was awesome, and, and I'm not just exactly. saying that. I mean, I, I paid for it. I bought the dining plan, and it was yeah, it, it was spot on. Yeah, I I've dined at Teppanyaki on Norwegian Escape, uh, Norwegian Epic, and Norwegian Pearl, and it's yeah. been three three amazing meals. And on Carnival, it's going to be open for lunch on sea days and dinner every night. So. Lots of opportunities to experience it. I want to close out with uh, Hurricane Harvey, of course, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's just weird. Uh, Hurricane Harvey just happened, and, you know, we're still dealing with Houston and the flooding and the devastation over there. FEMA's over there, Red Cross, and now we're needing everyone in Florida for all this as well. I I, I know. It's just, it's incredible. But this is the peak of hurricane season from late August through October. So we shouldn't be surprised, but to to have these back-to-back like this is just, it's tiring. And a lot of people are donating money, a lot of celebrities and everything. It looks like Carnival Corporation donated a pretty good chunk of change over there. Yeah, they're donating $2 million to the relief efforts for Hurricane Harvey. $500,000 of that is coming from Carnival Corporation, $500,000 from the Carnival Foundation, and a $1 million matching donation from the Mickey Aronson Family Foundation. Hmm. It's uh, it's going to be a good good chunk of of change to uh, help help the victims of Hurricane Harvey in Texas because I mean Galveston's a big big home port for yeah. travel so uh, they got a lot of lot of customers a lot of passengers there a lot of loyal fans so there. All right, well Simon, uh, community manager at CruiseLine.com, thank you so much for uh, being on the show and helping me get the word out on this and. Uh, Thoughts and prayers definitely to everyone that is in the way or has been impacted by Hurricane Irma. Simon, thanks for being here, buddy. Thanks, Doug. Cruise Radio. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour, take a beach break, or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling. Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. 
six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Want more Cruise Radio? Find a library of over 400 episodes on iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. Ford and his wife just returned from a four-night honeymoon cruise on Carnival Cruise Line's Carnival Victory out of Port Miami. It went to Key West and Cozumel. Ford's on the line. Hey, bud. Hey, how are you? Good, man. First off, congrats on the on the marriage. Thank you very much. We are excited and happy and chugging along. <laughs> now, it's cool because you uh, you have a carnival ship right there in your hometown of Charleston, but you decided to go a little south for this one. Yeah, so sorry about that. Uh, we originally booked a seven-night cruise on the Glory out of Miami, mm-hmm. but we had an issue with one of our pets, and so we had to kind of downgrade our honeymoon due to financial issues. Mm-hmm. So we chose the victory out of Miami because it was um, it was a four night. It felt like a good amount of time, and it hit some good ports we've never been to before. So cool. We now, chose that one. Yeah. So you uh, you make your way down from Charleston to Miami. It's about a what nine hour drive or so. Yeah, we flew into Fort Lauderdale. Okay, even better. And then we took a, a lift into the port. Nice. Now, did you um, weigh the options? Like, would it have been cheaper to do lift? versus getting a like shared shuttle or a private car? We did. We looked into using Carnival service, mm-hmm. but we found it would be cheaper if we used a Lyft or an Uber. Cool. Yeah. And it ended up probably, it would probably saved us 30 bucks. Oh, awesome. So uh, you make your way to Port Miami and you get to Carnival Victory. How was that embarkation for you? It was amazing. So this was my first cruise mm-hmm. and this was my wife's fourth or fifth. Okay. So she's had a lot of experience and I don't. So I'll, I've read a little bit of reviews about the ship and heard some things that were negative about boarding and offboarding. And so we get there at 930 and we're the third people in line. (laughs) (laughs) We're early, give our bags to the porter, but we literally 10 minutes later, they let us in and we sat in the waiting area for about an hour. And then they called our zone, which is zone one, and we got right on the ship. So it was very painless. Cool. So did you buy like faster to the fun or anything like that? We did not. No. Okay. Cool. And then you make your way on board. This was your first cruise. Uh, what was your first impressions as you stepped from the gangway into that main atrium? I thought it was beautiful. Uh, I did a lot of research beforehand. I got really psyched up and, <laughs> you know, pretty much read everything I could about the ship to know what to do and still didn't affect the fact that when I first got on the ship, I was still, you know, blown away by everything that was around there. I've never been on something this size before. And it was just beautiful. The colors, the green, the emerald, whatever you call it when you enter the lobby. It was beautiful. Cool. Now, first time cruiser, what's the first thing you did when you boarded the ship? We went straight to the buffet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we tried to find a drink station or a bar that was open first, and we did at the back of the boat, and then we went straight to the Lido buffet and had lunch, which was great. Awesome. Now, first off, what kind of room did you book, and what did you think of it? We had a balcony cabin, um, room 6366 portside. Okay. Everything was renovated, brand new television fridge, hair dryer, you name it. It was a great room. The balcony space was great. We sat outside several times and had room service and just enjoyed our uh, time on the ship. I'm just curious. You said the balcony space was great out there. Now, 
being a first-time cruiser, did the balcony like live up to your expectations? Did you think it was going to be bigger? Did you think it was going to be smaller before you boarded? I thought it was going to be smaller, to be quite honest. Um, I didn't think there'd be enough legroom. I'm not terribly tall. I'm only 6'1", but still... I wasn't expecting it to be large. And it wasn't large, but we had plenty of room for both of us to sit outside and eat. Awesome. Very cool. Let's talk about dining on board Carnival Victory. Start at the buffet, the Lido Deck area, and work our way out from there. We had the buffet, like I said, the first day. And then we had a couple lunches there. I was very impressed by the buffet food. I was happy that it wasn't the same thing every time. They had different culinary flavors. Each day, one was Caribbean and one was French, and that was my favorite day. That was delicious. Didn't have any of the burgers or anything. We tried the pizza one night, and it was okay, but the buffet was excellent. The main dining room, what time dining did you have? 6 p.m., I believe. So early dining then. Early dining. Okay, and how was that experience for you? It was awesome. We shared a table with three other couples, the quote-unquote captain's table. I don't know if that's a real thing, but okay. <laughs> that's what they called it. The food in the main dining room, I'll be honest, I like the food in the buffet better. Okay. It was very hit or miss. Some nights were fantastic. Like one night they had goat, and that was just, oh, it was like pot roast. It was unbelievable. And they had a portobello mushroom entree that was fantastic. But some nights, like I ordered four entrees one night, and I wasn't completely happy with any of them the service was great uh-huh. desserts were awesome but honestly i thought the lido buffet was better does that ship i can't remember does it have the guy's burger joint on it or blue iguana cantina the only 2.0 upgrade it has is the seafood shack okay did you go there which was awesome yeah okay oh my god those lobster rolls mm-hmm. <laughs> wow I could just eat like five of those if they weren't $13 a piece. (laughs) Yeah. That place was great. You know, whenever the Seafood Shack first rolled out, I was on the Carnival Vista last summer, and I ordered 12 in 10 days, which is really 24 because (laughs) they give you two at a time. And um, I think that attributed to some serious weight gain on my part. But yeah, you're right. Those, those lobster rolls are, are so good there. Let's see. The entertainment on board Carnival Victory for this four-night sailing, what did you think of it? I wish there was more things to do mm-hmm. on that ship. I mean, there are things to do. There's shows. There's a few little game shows and some comedy. But it seemed like it was lacking in entertainment options. Um, we did go to two of the stage shows, Living in America and Vroom. We thought Vroom was great because it had a lot of rock and roll with the Stones and the Beatles. And we thought the Living in America show was kind of hokey. <laughs> Pretty bad, to <laughs> be honest with you. Yeah. The best thing we did on that ship was the Carnival Quest. Okay, yeah. You know, they tell you don't talk about it, right? which I really won't. <laughs> but I recommend anyone that goes on a Carnival ship to do that if you want a crazy good time. <laughs> I will say that the assistant cruise director's name's Lee, who hosted it, he was amazing, and I liked him better than our cruise director, and I hope one day he gets to be a cruise director, because he is awesome. Yeah, that, that quest game gets pretty wild. <laughs> it, it was fun. Um, we also did comedy shows one night. Uh-huh. We think they need to be in a larger space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Um, it was packed, and we ordered a drink and never got a drink, because... There was too many people for two waiters to handle. We also found the comedy to be a little bit too crass for our liking. Mm -hmm. We're not hoity-toity people, you know, but we we just thought it was a little bit over the top. (laughs) Yeah. But it was a good time. 
on Carnival Victory, the the comedy theater is in the very back of the ship, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it gets tight in there. Yeah. Really it, tight. It, it could really use to be in the in the theater. It would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so as far as the sea days you had on this sailing, uh, I believe you had what one or two? I believe it was one. Yeah, it was from probably from uh, on your way back from Cozumel to Miami, Correct. right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. So how was that for you? It wasn't too bad. Um, the beach chairs and all that lounge chairs did fill up very quickly. But we went out there at a decent hour in the middle of the morning and went to the Serenity Deck and laid out and had a whole bunch of drinks and enjoyed the views. And um, the ship didn't seem too terrible. We were able to get lunch and find a seat fairly quickly. What did you think of Serenity on Victory? The hot tubs were lukewarm Mm -hmm. and cold most of the time. I don't understand why, but that was just the way it was. There was always space available, it seemed like, until late that morning on sea day. Mm-hmm. the bartenders were awesome and they came around constantly to make sure you had drinks in your hand. So I can't complain about that. Cool. You said this was your first time going to Key West and Cozumel, which were the two ports that this four night sailing went to. What did you think of those ports? Unfortunately, it rained all day in Key West. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of dreary, but we got to go see Hemingway's house, Okay. which was awesome because our cat is named Hemingway and okay. he's from Key West. <laughs> nice. So it's kind of a dream for my wife to pet all the cats there, and <laughs> and I'm an English major, so I got to learn about Hemingway, and it was fantastic. And we just basically walked around downtown, even though it was raining, and visited the bars and bought some tourist stuff, some shirts, and got back on the boat. It was a nice day there. Did you go to Sloppy Joe's? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's like I got to kind of check that off every time you go to Key West. They have get a drink or a T-shirt there. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Uh, Then Cozumel, how was that? Awesome. We did the snorkeling and paddleboard tour. It was a carnival sponsored tour Mm -hmm. at Bucaneros or something like that. Okay. It was awesome. We got picked up and went to the club and we paddleboarded for a while, which is really difficult because also it rained there when we first got there. And so I got knocked over several tri- times trying to stand up paddleboarding because the water was so rough. But <laughs> snorkeling was amazing. Did you um, at least get a picture of you paddleboarding? No. No, but you, you did do it, I, though, right? That would be embarrassing. <laughs> did you finally get to stand up, though? I stood up the first time for about two minutes, and I couldn't get back up on the board. Yeah. My, my wife got pretty much stood up the entire time. She's a, she's a pro. I did a, some surfing lessons over in Mexico, and I stood up once. And luckily, there was a picture to show it because I didn't stand up for the rest of the lesson afterwards. It was quite embarrassing <laughs> considering I live a couple miles from the beach here in Florida. Um, <laughs> so uh, you make your way back to Port Miami. How was that debark process for you? It was great, actually. We, they actually let us off pretty early. Mm-hmm. We're ahead of schedule at 845, and they told us it wouldn't be till like 945 or 10. But they let us off the boat, and we got off the ship in about 10 minutes as soon as we were downstairs. So simple. Yeah, that's what I. So, so Port Miami recently just switched over from. Unless you bought over eight hundred dollars worth of um, souvenirs, you don't have to claim anything. So you don't have to fill out the blue customs form anymore, which was uh, I guess we didn't. Did you have to fill out a customs form? No. Yeah. So that's that makes it so much faster because all you do is just show the customs agent your passport. And like you said, when I was on Vista a couple of weeks ago. Um, in Port Miami, I was from the gangway to the curb in like eight minutes. It was like ridiculous wow. fast. It's great. Yeah, um, I was expecting a long line. <laughs> so, what do you think? Like, this is your first cruise. You think you'll cruise again? 
Yes, totally. Um, we're actually planning on going on Royal Caribbean in two years. And we're going to try another cruise line and go to Haiti and yeah. Jamaica. So it should be a good time. Awesome. Well, uh, looking back on your cruise, what was the biggest highlight for you? Well, here's a neat little story. We really enjoyed the Alchemy Bar. Mm-hmm. And the bartender there, Nicola, I think that was his name. He was awesome. And so my wife's a very inquisitive person. So there are books, you know, behind the bar up on the wall, and they're all recipe or cocktail books. Mm -hmm. And she asked Nikolai, hey, can I look at those books? Are those taped to the wall or something? (laughs) And he was like, no, go ahead and take a look at it. So he handed her the book, and she was flipping through it and found this old school gin recipe from who knows when in New York City. Oh, wow. And and she was like, can you make this for me? Well, the next night she came back and asked that because she didn't want to bother him. He was so busy. But she asked, can you make this for me? And he said, sure, but I'm going to twist it my way and it's going to be perfect and she's like okay i'll let you do that and he did it and i swear to god that was probably the best drink i've ever had nice and hers too did you guys do the drink package by chance we did okay and it was worth every penny (laughs) you didn't get cut off at 15 did you we did not hit we came close (laughs) okay but you know we spaced it out throughout the day so it wasn't you know crazy but it was worth it i got my fair share of pina coladas that i wanted so you know, people will say, oh, my gosh, I could never drink 15 drinks in a day. But if you time it out, right, and, you know, with, with getting the coffees and things like that throughout the day, you know, I'm good for, like, probably 10 during my waking hours. So, I, you know, I, I get my value out of it, but some people argue against it. But it's, um, yeah, like you said, if you space it out, you're, you're, uh, you're golden there. So do you have any tips to uh, offer people who may be considering sailing Carnival Victory? It's kind of confusing at first if you have a – reservation in the pacific dining room Mm -hmm. because i believe you have to go up to deck five and then go down two levels to get there so me being directionally challenged about every night i get confused trying to go to the dining room (laughs) (laughs) so be aware if you're on the boat of that i was also told the cruise director um matey did a you know q a show Mm -hmm. and he did say that that boat was getting 2.0 upgrades in january of 2018 oh cool so other than that, I do recommend getting the drink package if you're a drinker. You will save so much money. It's unbelievable. Visit the Alchemy Bar for sure and avoid the casino. <laughs> <laughs> Did it take you to the bank? A little bit. But I, I will be honest, those dealers, they were so much fun. Mm-hmm. In Vegas, they can be kind of stingy and kind of unwelcoming. But on that boat, they were just super nice. I really enjoyed that and appreciated that. What do you play? Blackjack. Yeah, okay. See, I just play roulette. Ooh, I can't do that. Yeah, see. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't do blackjack. I'm not I'm not smart enough with math. In closing here, what are your final thoughts of uh, Carnival Victory? I think it is a great ship if it's your first time or first or second time. I thought that four nights is definitely long enough for somebody going on their first cruise. I was tired by the end, but it also felt like a week. It's a great cruise for people that are on a budget. The prices are very fair for what you get, in my opinion. We've been talking with Ford. He and his wife just returned from a four-night cruise on Carnival Victory out of Port Miami. Ford, thanks for being on the show, bud. Thank you. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. 
How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.